Alright guys, welcome to episode 53 of Accounting for Your Thoughts podcast. The podcast where we've been waiting for like half an hour for Brandon to make his return. This is a this is a more anticipated return to the podcast than CM Punk, Brandon. <laughs> I like how I'm little. And you're, yeah, of course, the first thing, as soon as we transition to the podcast, on the video version, if you're not watching, Brandon, all of a sudden, his window gets little, like his D. Yes. <laughs> Brandon, why are you all dressed up in church clothes? Is, is that why you're late? Did mother insist that you go to church tonight? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I had to go freaking play, and so it was like a he was playing. A he was playing with himself. Yeah, I had to go play with myself, but it was a dressy occasion, so. And to dress up a little bit. I just got back and I didn't have time to, to even change or something. And then, and then as, when I call you, when I call you to, to confirm, your phone goes straight to voicemail. So, Brandon, what part, what drug bust yeah. were you just a part of? <laughs> why is your phone off? Why were you running from the cops and why are you in church clothes? Like, the people want to know. My phone freaking died on me while I was on the way back and that's like it was blowing up earlier and i don't know i just i just had to get it on the charger it's a mess i'm a mess tonight i, I don't I believe get you the light source is jacking up the green screen so good we'll figure I, it out we're gonna power through <laughs> brandon brandon have you watched wrestling this week i think i watched something at your place <laughs> right i like how you say i think i think yeah. Oh, Brandon, I, I, I don't even know where to start with you. We're supposed to go on air 1035. It's almost 11 p.m. We've lost half of our audience due to your yeah. your uh, timely nature, as always. As always, you yeah. are, are perfectly on time. I knew I should have said <laughs> 11. Uh. I always try to, like, you know, I, I always think I can do better, but I should know better. Brandon's always like, I, I, and you know what the thing is, I, I usually compensate for this. This is my fault. Ultimately, this is my fault. Usually, I mean, go listen to earlier episodes of the podcast. Yeah. You can hear me say, you know, oh, I told Brandon we'd do this at ten o'clock, knowing that we'd start at eleven. Right. This is my fault. Yeah. I, I was you supposed to tell him. I was supposed happen. to tell him yeah. ten o'clock, and then start at eleven, so that right. you know, uh, just. This is all my fault. This is all my fault. But Brandon, did you even watch the yes, DVR sir. of AEW? Your yes, energy's fucked, by the way. Your energy's fucked this week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did watch AEW. It was it was it had some solid moments. It was a little wrestle heavy for me, but so you're not you're not a wrestle you're not a wrestling fan. Is basically what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I like wrestling. It was just I I, I felt maybe they. Maybe they could have threw in a couple of things between some of the matches and sort of break it up. Wrestle Marvel for three three three, aka Fernando Velasquez, your biggest fan. He did. Yeah. He makes a good point. He says, "Really, you're a mess tonight. That's you every week." He's absolutely <laughs> right. He's absolutely He's right. right. <laughs> He's absolutely right. Brandon, I hear, um, <laughs> I hear you were playing wrestling songs at a church benefit tonight. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, we were trying to figure out Corbin's theme. It just it didn't go well. Go ahead, Brandon. Corbin's theme right now. Let, let's hear the vocals. King Corbin. Okay, if I tell you the lyrics, will you try again? 
Yeah, I'm gonna need the laser. It's, uh, I, I bring the darkness. I am the thunder. I come from hell, and I'll pull you under. Go ahead. I am the darkness. I come from hell, cause I am the thunder. It's I right. am. <laughs> I bring the darkness. I am the thunder. <laughs> I thought you'd like that you song. See, I thought I, you said that was one of your favorite themes and like you don't even know the lyrics. You know, I, I kind of like... Dude, if you were Rusev right it. now, your wife would leave you. <laughs> because would, you're a liar. You I liked uh, his other one, the the one before this, before they put the lyrics on it. Didn't he have one that was just instrumental? The, the bum, 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 bum. Yeah. 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 I, I'm sure that sounds like nothing to you all, by the way. So I apologize. I apologize for that, but that's okay. This is going to be the most random episode of the podcast ever. I say that every podcast episode, Brandon. <laughs> but seriously, seeing as our new format, we got to start with SmackDown. What did we think with, for uh, of SmackDown last Friday? Do we have Smack? Shorty Gable is now full on Shorty G. Shorty you- G. <laughs> Do you like this? Uh, Do I sound this like I like Shorty it? G? Do I sound like I like it? I've gone on a rant before, but it's the fact that he's treated uh, like just because he's five foot eight, he's treated like he's a midget. Like no, it's, it's like he's Hornswoggle. <laughs> like what in the blue hell is going on? Why did they break up him and uh, Sheldon Benjamin? You know what's funny? Okay, like all jokes aside, like I thought you were being racist. Yeah. And I was like, I, I was like, Jason Jordan. <laughs> wow, he was, no, no, I was like, I forgot he teamed with Shelton. So I thought you were like, wow. you mean Jason Jordan? I thought you were go, running with the McMahon joke of like, Shelton Benjamin, thrown with Shelton. <laughs> like every, you know, African-American wrestler, Shelton Benjamin. I thought you were yeah. referencing that, but I should have known that, you know, you're not that witty. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why did they break him and Shelton Benjamin up? Because that was a good tag team. It was a good-ass tag team. I like the two of them together, and I feel like yeah. right when they were getting their footing as a tag team, WWE split them up. Just same thing with the Riot Squad. Like, the Riot Squad was starting to actually yeah. be a good thing, and then they were like, all right, break them up. But so, speaking... Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Is Jason Jordan still, like, hurt, is it, or is he just not he coming may back? Not wrestle. He may again. not wrestle again. Oh, yeah, damn. he may not wrestle again. By the way, guys, I'm not taller than Brandon. Brandon just has a horrible slouch. Just want y'all to know yeah, that in okay. video land. Um, this is this better. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm slouching too. So, anyway. Yeah. It's, it's, rest yeah, in peace. I need a new chair. Uh, the chat. The chat is saying rest in peace to the forgettable teams. Whoa, 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 whoa. The Riot Squad was good. Okay. And I and I like Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable, personally. Uh, but. <laughs> Just saying. And Shelton Benjamin got buried on Raw when uh, when he was bullying uh, Rey Mysterio, and then they had Cain Velasquez come out yeah. and kick his ass with, with the best punches I've ever seen in my life. Here, look, this is how it looked. This is uh, Shelton Benjamin's head uh, on the microphone right now, there. Wait. Now, does Shelton Benjamin have like a special relationship with Lesnar? It's or not. I don't Kane know. Or one of them I don't know if he is. Still friends with Lesnar, but yeah, I guess they uh, were friends okay. in college. You know, they come from the, the University of Minnesota. So, yes, uh, but I would imagine it's kind of like me and you. Like once I became right. once I become famous, I'm going to be like, ah, I don't really know that guy. So you're going to be like Shelton. I'm going to be like Brock in that sense, you know, you know, right. Just saying. Oh, dear. You know, so you're going to be on TV talking about how you know me and I'm going to be right. on TV going, who the hell is Shelton Benjamin? I don't give a shit about his kids. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, she's got kids, damn it. But Shorty G, yeah, that's just Shorty G is not. I'm not digging Shorty G. Uh, like why they shorten it even more? WWE, Shorty like seriously, like seriously, WWE irritates me because it always feels like once they get something going, it's like they ruin it more. Like, like another thing I can think, of, like I've said it before, but like, you know, when uh, what's his face? When Otis Dozovic was taking off his straps and he's shaking his stomach. And they were like, damn it, that's funny. Make him wrestle shirtless. And it's like, no, it was funny because it's like he wasn't shirtless. It was funny because it was like something he referenced every now and then. You know what I mean? Like, right. not that we want to see his flopping belly all the time. Like, kind of like Brandon. Like, you're okay yeah. in small doses. We don't yeah. want to hear you talk all the time. That's right. Maybe I should get rid of you on this podcast. That's <laughs> Do you want me on the show? Now, what did you think about Big E Langston becoming Big E? Like, are you cool with that now? Uh, you've had time to... I've had time with that one, and I think it was okay, because, like, that one, I don't know, like, that one isn't, doesn't make me as mad, like, Antonio Cesaro doesn't make me mad, um, Alexander Rusev, that one pisses me off, I still don't like calling him Ali, um, like, even if it wasn't, um... Yeah, by the way, people in the chat are saying Otis can definitely replace Brandon. I agree with that. <laughs> He's coming! Um, yeah, I don't like just Ali. It Like, it's cool, but, like, Mustafa Ali, is, is, is to me, is better. Um, yeah, and Slam Hub Wrestling has joined us. He's saying there's still hope for a Riot Squad reunion as Liv Morgan's drafted back to Raw. That is very true. Um, but, yeah, as I was saying, Ali... I don't know, like, I, I felt, I feel like a name change would have been better than just Ali. Like, if they wanted to call him, I don't know, something, Prince Ali. <laughs> all, <laughs> no, but all jokes aside, like, if they had changed his first name, they felt like they didn't want it to be Mustafa, I would, that would have been better than just calling him Ali. You know, like Muhammad Ali, like, that would have been a cool name. Muhammad, Has that been used before? Muhammad Ali. Uh, no, I don't think so. He could say, like, he's, you know, lights like a butterfly, stings like a, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just making up some random saying. But anyway, right. Brandon. Anyway, Brandon. Um, yeah, yeah, what did you think uh, of the, the Bailey-Sasha uh, segment? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, not, I'm not digging Bailey as a heel, like, in, her, in terms of talking yet. Uh, but she's, yeah. you know, this is very early on, and let me... I will say, like, I'm going to give it some time. But, you know, at the same time, she did, like, good promo work. I mean, it's not it wasn't bad at all. It's just I wasn't personally digging it. I mean, so let's see. But speaking of not digging things, Brandon, have you heard of uh -huh. all the reviews for uh, WWE 2K20? <laughs> I, I heard it was uh, glitchy. And I, I think I think IGN give it like a yeah. 4.7 or something out of 10 or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. They didn't even get a five. Away with releasing the game. It's such a shitty state like that. Like, I don't understand. Like, there's a part of me, okay, <laughs> that like, there's a part of me that wants to be fair. And Ukes did leave. The developer left. And, um, you know, in fact, you know, let's go get this. Let's go. Let's, Brandon, tell me what yeah. you heard about WW2K20. Then I'm going to play a clip uh, on that is on our Twitter. Um, very good guy. A former developer, actually, for WW2K. Right. I'll play that clip. Good. Yeah, so basically what I've heard about it was there, there was a lot of bugs in it. So weird stuff would happen, like the ref's arm would be moving all around, people would be sliding and glitching out through the ring. 
uh, stuff like that. Oh, also that the the graphics for it were pretty poor. Like they didn't really improve on any of the graphics uh, that much, at least the look of it. So the game doesn't look all that great. Um, I was looking at uh, some some of the PC stuff on uh, Steam, and it, it's got some poor reviews on there as well. So that it, it seems like a mess. Like they didn't. I don't know. I guess they just rushed it out or something. Like they just needed to get the game out. Well, yeah. Like but. I said, Ukes left. I think the, the the synopsis I'll give you is that Ukes left, and then they were pretty much left to, uh, you know, pick up the pieces, um, yeah. and 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 rush this game out. But it's like, yeah, it, it's well, people have a connection issues with the right. Uh, and it, but it's one of those things line, where yeah. it's like instead of rushing the game out, maybe you should have just released it later, delayed it, something like that, and 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 given us a a good game. Um, that's my opinion, but, um, let's go to this clip from, uh, Justin Leeper, uh, Justin Leeper. Um, like I said, he, uh, he wrote, designed, directed road to WrestleMania in, in three SmackDown versus Raw's. So, uh, he says it, he, he feels qualified to chime in on the issue. Uh, and I thought it was a very fair take because it wasn't just overly negative as much as it was, you know, his opinion. So here, let's go to that. And this is the result that happens when you don't have those people who will work harder than seemingly humanly imaginable, like Ukes did. Um, but it's an unenviable position for those designers as well. And, and I kind of compare it to, let's say you had an apartment for 20 years, living in that same apartment. And your landlord comes to you and says, you got to leave this apartment, but leave all your stuff there. And you, okay, you, you leave. And he immediately brings somebody else in and says, now you have to live in this apartment, make it work. And the new tenant is going, well, I don't know where, the, where's, where's the key? I don't know where, how to unlock this door. Uh, what light switch does what? How do I start the burner without setting the building on fire? And that is what has happened with the two WWE game series. Um, you, know, you have a tenant in there who doesn't know how any of it works. And the problem is that 2K wants you to pay the rent. <sighs> it makes me embarrassed to be a part of the WWE Games family, to be honest with you. And yeah, so I mean, uh, I think a very fair take because, you know, I really like, uh, you know, the metaphor he used. I like I liked him talking about, you know, it's like basically somebody moving out and somebody else moving in and, and all the stuff is, uh, all the old stuff is left and then they have to try to make sense of it. Uh, that's a pretty good way to put it. It's like, you know, it, it should be common sense to a lot of people, but you know, if you don't know, you know what to do, like I wouldn't like, if I were transplanted into Brandon's room, I'd be like, <laughs> you know, like what the hell is this? Brandon be like, uh, that's the flashlight. You just use it, do it to it. And I'd be like, I've never seen one of these things. How do you even use this contraption? You know, all right. you know, so all that weird debauchery and, and all those weird toys that you have, like, I would have no idea what to do with it. So I'm just saying it's funny. There's this, uh, this is one cat on steam, uh, talked about the game. He's like, avoid this game at all costs. He's like, it's non-functional bugs, characters clipping through their clothes, crashing regularly, music, not being in correct place. Uh, downloads that don't work. Sorry, modes that crash. If you add a simple logo to your character, He's like, I've seen alpha builds more stable than this. It's not worth your money in the state. It's got, it's got very negative, mostly negative reviews so far on this. So I'm sure it's bad. You know, this is bad for the consoles as well. 
Yeah, no, no that's absolutely. Rough, man. Um, yeah. I mean, there's literally if you go on Twitter and do and put in hashtag fix WWE 2K20, you will see some <laughs> of the most horrible glitches. Like I posted one, um, you know, and it was like I think it was Ronda Rousey or something, and 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 she's just spinning in the ring, as in like hitting every <laughs> corner of the ropes, and it's just like literally just like. And I literally said, uh, you know, a caption, which is true, by the way, my washing machine is broken and I need a new one. So, you know, we'll talk about that. Hopefully you can help fund me in some weird way that we have available. Uh, but <laughs> I need to buy a new washing machine. But I was literally like my washing machine broke. Here's live footage, you know, that sort of thing. But guys, like I said, if you want to help me get a new washing machine, by all means, buy a T-shirt at <laughs> ProWrestlingTees.com slash a Kenny for your thoughts. These yeah. are print to order, so you can right. get uh, a Kenny for your thoughts logo or you can get the soon-to-be-retired The Men who have a pretty badass wrestling podcast. It is a parody shirt. I think that character, I think it's a little bit old uh, at this point. At least a T-shirt is. So maybe we should get some, we'll get some new T-shirts, some new designs yeah. coming soon. So order these while you still can. Give me a booster seat, too. And order them while you can and use them in your washing machine, which I don't have. I don't have. I've been wringing my clothes out uh, in the bathtub, Brandon, crying. It's like the 1920. (laughs) My voice is cracking. I'm so emotional over this. Uh, It's like the 1920s. So so, uh, it's fair to say this is going to be one of the few that you're you're skipping. I'm actually. Yeah. So legitimately, I'm skipping this year. and that pains and me to say, all, right? hey, yeah, I was going to say, I, I buy them every, I don't, I, I don't remember the last one. I think the last one I skipped was SmackDown versus Raw 2008. And the only reason I skipped that was because um, at the time, and don't quote me on this, but I think I had like a PS2 and I knew I was getting, uh, basically I knew I was transitioning to the next generation of consoles. So I opted not to buy the game. So when I bought the new console later on, then I ended up buying that game. Like that was my first game for the system. Um, So that was the reason I bought it. So this is the first one in the SmackDown series, like Smack all the way back from SmackDown one that I'm skipping now that I think about it. So that's big. Like I've had every single game in the 2K, uh, you know, obviously what is now the 2K series. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's ridiculous. What was your uh, favorite one of the series? Uh, gameplay wise, yeah. gameplay wise, um, I think I'm really partial to SmackDown versus Raw 2007. Um, I think it's also because of the soundtrack. The soundtrack was pretty awesome. Uh, I do like SmackDown. Here comes the pain. Actually, scratch that. That's one I skipped as well. SmackDown, the the best in the series. SmackDown. Here comes the pain is one I did not get to play uh, because I did not. Uh, I remember now. I did not have a PS2. I had an Xbox mm-hmm. at the time, so I was playing WWF Raw, WWF Raw 2, uh, games like that, and then like they had WrestleMania 21. But anyway, the point is, yeah, I didn't play the best game in the series um, at, at the time. But that's okay, because Brandon at the time was, wasn't playing video games. He was playing with himself. <laughs> Still that's is. Right. I finally discovered myself. <laughs> The best thing ever. People want to know, Brandon. Are you wearing your your work uniform? That's what people are asking. And let me no, no, no. Let me <laughs> let me clarify. You think Brandon has a job where he wears a suit and tie? Brandon Brandon doesn't have a job like that. Brandon's not that reputable. Brandon. <laughs> you went to school for criminal law, though. That's the so. Yeah, no, 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 this is not. Uh, yeah, no, this is not not work clothes. These are. Uh, <laughs> 
So I was thinking about rocking this to uh, Homeboy's wedding, but now I don't know. I think I might need to buy a, another suit, like a blue suit. Yeah, next next month. We'll see. You're talking about the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's getting married, man. It's crazy. Except me and you, Brandon. <laughs> to each other. Maybe we should just get married. You know, you know, it's story time. Let me let me tell let me tell you all what happened, right? <laughs> so I've been telling Brandon to rent a room uh, in my house for months. And he doesn't want to. And I'm like, maybe it's because of the area. Like, I live in Wesley Chapel. Maybe Brandon wants to be all, you know, hip hipster downtown. That's where he does his performances, <laughs> things like that. So I pose an idea to him, which was legitimate. And it's not just because of him. It's just a, a, a thought I had. I'm like, maybe I'll rent my whole house out to a family and just go rent an apartment downtown. And I'm like, the only person I can think of to split the apartment with is, is Brandon. And so I text him. And let me, let me read this text to you. Let me show you the attitude that he gives me. <laughs> just want you all to hear this. Um, so I text Brandon and I say, hey, super random, but I'm considering renting out my whole house and then maybe split an apartment downtown with someone. Would, you, would that be something you want to do? His response, my bad, no go for me. <laughs> Sorry. His response, his response was, my bad, no go for me. As if to say, like, I was asking him to come watch Raw, and he's just like, ah, man, I can't make it. No go for me, Dan. No, I I was saying my bad because, like, I realized it was, like, an hour later that I was, like, responding. I was like, oh, crap, I I completely missed the text. So no no conjectures, no no punctuation, no nothing. (laughs) Like, no nothing. It's just one sentence, my bad, no go for me. Again, like, as if he, like, missed, like, a movie showing or something. Yeah. Ridiculous. Speaking of movie showings, have we ever told that Star Wars story since the trailer came out for the new Star Wars movie? Have I ever I told know, it, that yeah. that Star Wars story on the podcast? I don't know if you did. We might as well go go for it. Maybe somebody that listens to the episodes of like, hey, so yeah, in episode twelve. Come on, we're all nerds here. You like if you like Star Wars, yeah. I want you to hear this story. So which which Star Wars was it, Brandon? It wasn't the last one, was it? Um, I don't I think it's the one think before. So. The Force Awakens. It? it was either Force Awakens or the the prequel one about the Death Star. Yeah, let's say let, I think it was Force uh, Awakens. It was one of those. I, I, I think yeah, it was Force, it was Force Awakens. Awakens. So, all right. So let's assume it's Force Awakens. So, and I'll just Terrible say movies. I'll just say the names. <laughs> wow. I'll just say the names. So it's it's me, Luis, Frankie, and Brandon. All right. So four of us buy our tickets. Uh, we go inside. And me and Frankie are hungry, which I'm hungry currently, by the way, but um, we are starving. So we go get hot dogs and popcorn, whatever the hell. Brandon and Luis are in charge of saving seats. Now, Luis, I blame him for one thing. Luis sits in the corner seat, puts Brandon in the second seat with the task of saving two seats for me and Frankie. And that, the issue is, right, the mistake is right entrusting Brandon with this. Yeah. So what is he thinking? So all of a sudden, let me tell you from my perspective what happens, right? So we get our popcorn stuff. We're coming. We're walking towards the movie. And all of a sudden, we see Luis and Brandon walking out with their heads hanging, like, you know, ashamed. I look at Luis. I said, what the hell happened? He looks and he goes, man, this idiot over here, <laughs> he gave away. He like these two hot girls come in. And they take your seats, and Brandon's, like, they literally ask, like, anyone sitting here? And Brandon's like, no, it's fine. Just sit down. So Brandon's horny ass 
Brandon's no. word. And first of all, Bryant is no. on this chat right now. So Bryant, I'm actually telling a story about Luis and Frankie. So Brian's no. listening to the story. So Brandon's horny ass gave up so from what Luis said, gave up the two seats that were meant for me and Frankie, gave them up to two hot girls because he wanted them to sit next to him. And then Luis being the nice guy that he is, he was like, all right, let's see if we can get later, later tickets because of Brandon. So Brandon, why did you give up our seats no. to like two hot girls? Did you think you had a shot with one of them? No, that's not what happened at all. <laughs> What happened was I You're was saying Luis there. is a liar. Yeah, I don't remember. Yes, he that says way. yes. I'm just no. This is <laughs> I don't remember having that. What I remember happening was we were sitting there, we waiting for the movie to start, and I was saving the seats, or I thought I was anyway. And they just they the two people came in the aisle, and they were so just two like, people. Hey. So was it not two hot girls? I I, I want I I think one of them was hot, but I think. Wow. The other one wasn't a girl. I think it was like her boy. Bryant, by the way, like, says Brandon's dirty, which is if there's ever a summary <laughs> for you and what, you know, your relationship with your friends, it's that Brandon's dirty. So they, they're like, they're just like, hey, and I'm like, hey, and then they just sat, they like sat down and I, I couldn't do anything. It all happened so fast. It was just boom. They just, you see the average person's brain, in. the average person's brain. I couldn't when someone yeah, I couldn't. when when someone's walking towards the seats would go, hey, I'm sorry, my friends just went to get food. They're sitting here. That's what the average yeah. person says. But, Brandon, you're not the average person, are you? <laughs> Two people walk in, they go, hey, and you're like, what's up? And you just let them sit down. Just let them sit down. I was like, hold I'm like, wait. And they, they had already sat down, and it was that awkward, like, oh, did I tell them to? But lo- the look on Luis's face of like, him. Man, Brandon gave up your seats, man. Like it was so we had to wait another hour for The Force Awakens. It was it's horrible. So this man. this this three hour movie became a four hour expedition because of Brandon. But anyway, that is why I give Brandon so much shit on this podcast because what you all don't see things like that. You all think it's just me talking crap on this podcast, but in reality, it, it, stuff like that is what Brandon does to me in real life. And yes, people are saying they're dying of laughter on the podcast. I appreciate that. And, and Russell Marper says, Jesus, Brandon, you need a new brain. And that, damn it, that I agree with that. Let, can we fund that? Can we start a GoFundMe for a brain replacement for Brandon? <laughs> it just, it all happened so fast. It's just overwhelming. You're sitting there and then you see this, you know, pretty face come up. And they're like, hey, and it sort of disarmed you for a second. And you sort of switch so off. So he admits it. Just for that so he second. admits that. He admits yeah, that. Yeah, but it was that, like. Because let me tell you why. Let me like, tell, wait, I baited you on, into this. I baited you into this, by the way. <laughs> because at the time, and remember, I have a rock solid memory here. You told me that it was two guys at the time. So what? now what? you're admitting that it's two girls. No, no, it was one. It was definitely one girl. See, I don't think it was but, two. But girls. my point is, the whole point of this is is not. It has nothing to do with gender. It has nothing to do with gay or straight. Nothing like that. It has everything to do with the fact that you're you're a fucking liar, Brandon. <laughs> you lie <laughs> to suit your needs. <laughs> and if if no one believes me, I'll get Frankie and I'll get Luis to call into this podcast and tell you all the story <laughs> because there, I have two other witnesses to this. All right. And then, yes, people are saying, and they're alluding to the time you called a Drew's wife toots. <laughs> so, so, yes. Yeah, this is another thing that didn't happen. <laughs> Drew, Drew corroborates this story. This, there's more evidence against you than there is R. Kelly. 
that's that's well, like in 1940s like <laughs> people tits like come on come on come, come on tits. you you definitely call people toots come on there's no there's no way you don't call people toots brandon just looks like a guy that, that's called us but we're, we're getting requests brandon to do to talk about raw and i don't want to talk about it but damn it we will so right, ricochet versus drew mcintyre uh i thought was a hell of a match. I don't know about you, but to me, it feels like Ricochet is stepping up. Like, I no longer feel like Ricochet is like a newcomer. He feels like a main eventer. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, he's getting there. This is a good match up again. I think, didn't they? I don't know if they had another one before this, but yeah, no, no, this, this is a good match. Uh, Ricochet, it looks good, man. They're, They're building him up. I don't know if they need to really go down the superhero route with them so much. It's just, just let them do this thing. I'm just going to do a uh, Young Bucks pose. Hey, look, hold on. Hold young on. Bucks pose. Hold on. If, I go, if I go close, it looks like I'm rubbing my armpit in your face. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's a legitimate oh. laugh, by the way, because I couldn't filter that one. Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. I apologize. You had to hear my real laugh. My... <laughs> But <laughs> it's not like Joker there. Like Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. I I had something horrible to say, but I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> I was gonna say Brandon's Brandon's worse at uh the never mind. Just never mind. It was it was gonna be about River Phoenix, and damn it, that's that's too sensitive of a topic. Uh, right. anyway um, <laughs> people the chat is just going on uh, just going crazy by the way laughing at, at this the story about you guys and I'm not embellishing it guys I'm not embellishing the story in any way I want y'all to know that this is so what he's like this is what he that. is like all right but anyway back to back to uh, raw uh, drew McIntyre uh, coming back too I thought was a big deal like I'm hoping yeah. that his time away means that WWE is going to understand like now it is it is his time we are in October the end of October we need to build Drew McIntyre to win the Royal Rumble like there's yeah. no reason why we should get because I've heard rumors of Roman Reigns winning the Royal Rumble there's no reason we get we should get Roman winning the Royal Rumble again I don't care if he main events WrestleMania I really don't but he should not win the Rumble and get that story to go to WrestleMania. It needs to be someone like a Drew McIntyre. But anyway. Yeah, what do you, what, do you, what should they do with Ricochet at this point? That's what he, I was going to say. Anyway, back to, back here, to Ricochet. Like Dude, a, Ricochet yeah. is a guy who could win the Rumble too. You know what I mean? Um, you can have Drew McIntyre win it at uh, Elimination Chamber. He doesn't need the WrestleMania moment. He's a guy that should already be there to me. And then you have Ricochet, you know, be uh, give it like a Kofi Kingston type thing from last year. Where, you know, he's the guy that's getting held back. You know, not an exact story, but, you know, he's a he's a consummate babyface. He is definitely that guy that can fill that, you know, that Kofi Kingston role. Uh, that Daniel Bryan, obviously, before he turned heel kind of role. Like, you, you can give that kind right. of feud to Ricochet, in my opinion. Uh, so, I think, like, I don't know, like, my opinion. Not to say I've ever had a bad opinion on Ricochet, but, like, something has happened where Ricochet has just stepped up. I don't know if it's just right. because of WWE's booking in a, or just because he's like, all right, it's go time. Um, well, yeah, yeah, it seems like they're, they're trying to push him, man. I, I guess they think it's working, so we'll, we'll see where it goes. Uh, oh, what did you think about uh, the Cardell Jones uh, XFL <laughs> quarterback that they uh, cut could, to could in the we, craft? Could we, yeah, could we talk about Ric Flair's promo? Like, Rick, <laughs> like Brandon, I think Brandon said it best, right? Brandon, like, while Ric Flair's yeah. doing all his chicanery, 
Brandon looks at me, he goes, you know, they just don't do them like they used to. They don't do yeah. them. Yeah. It's so <laughs> and, good. And Brandon was kidding, you know, kidding, but not kidding. Because it's true. It's like, it's not even about what Ric Flair said. It's about how he said it. Like, Ric Flair's crazy. Ric Flair's crazy. He's like, fat boy, I used to sleep with your mother. Like, like just like <laughs> little stupid things. It was, it was so <laughs> hilarious. And like, the crowd was eating it up. And uh, what did he say? What did he say oh, when uh, Sarah Schreiber like, came out yeah. and was like trying to interview him, like holding a microphone to him? And like, what he, town are we in? Like, yeah, he, he couldn't remember, he, like, like little leave. stupid thing. He couldn't yeah. remember what town SmackDown was going to uh, be in. And then he's just like, what town? No. And then she like said the town that they were currently in. And he goes, well, I know what town we're in here. Like, you know, <laughs> something like that. But again, it was like the way he did not break character the uh, entire time he was doing it. It's perfect. So it's, it's again, it's not about you know, delivering the line so perfect. It's about like just being that personality, like macho man. Like I think about these things. It's like, there are no guys that are like that today. And you're absolutely right on that. It's like, you don't got guys like uh, Ric Flair, like Hulk Hogan, like the ultimate warrior, like macho man. These are guys who like just literally could talk. Literally, like, William just not talking like this. And he could literally be like, I ate a five-piece dinner from Popeye's, and it was the <laughs> most delicious thing I ever had. And it's like, it didn't matter what he said. It was just how he said it. <laughs> Same thing Macho Man. He'd be like, yeah, I had yeah. diarrhea. I had diarrhea for a couple days. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it was running down my leg. Yeah, I had to buy a new pair of pants. Dang it! Like, and again, it was just, like, hilarious. <laughs> Hey, you know, you got Hulk Hogan like, I need a brother. Okay. I need a brother on my team, brother. <laughs> it's one of the good ones, brother. Uh, oh, uh, this is not, this is definitely not PC what I'm about to say. But again, the cool <laughs> thing about Brandon is like Brandon and I can joke about stuff that's probably not PC. But like all night we were breaking out into Hogan impressions about a certain topic that we probably shouldn't have been talking about. You know, Ric Flair, you know, we're, we're talking about like, Bobby Lashley is on Team Flair. Now there's a brother that should be on my team, brother. There's a guy that I should allow, that I would allow to take my daughter, brother. And uh, yeah, just uh, uh, we're going to get kicked off air. We're gonna, <laughs> we shouldn't talk about things like this. But but it's the delivery. It's the Hogan delivery. Again, it's right. And it, that yeah. was the point. It was just like you could say anything like Hogan <laughs> and it's kind of fucking entertaining. Um, yeah. okay, what do you think? You think Montez Ford can sort of bring that to the table? Montez Ford that has that hype delivery. kind of thing with the delivery. You know what I mean? When he's yeah. like, uh, but hey, you know, people are. I'm gonna say it on the podcast. People are sleeping on Angelo Dawkins because Angelo Dawkins was shit. I'm gonna say it. He was really, really had really paled in comparison. Uh, like when Montez Ford came out, you'd be like, okay, that guy. And Angelo Dawkins would just be there. But ever since they kind of started doing those things on the main roster, like those little promos backstage, Angelo Dawkins has stepped his game up to the point where sometimes he's stealing the segment. Uh, when I went to Raw, uh, Raw Reunion, he did better than Montez Ford when he was talking about, like, man, you know, I was just in the bathroom with RVD. And, you know, like rubbing his eyes and stuff. Hilarious, yeah. hilarious segment. And that was all Angelo Dawkins. Like, Montez, don't get me wrong, did is like, what? You didn't invite me? Like, that sort of stuff. But Angelo Dawkins ran that segment. And he's been doing it for a couple segments. Like, so the Street Profits, no pun intended, are money. Like, they are going to be money together. I, 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 I foresee big things 
for them. The issue I have is I feel like WWE is going to see that and break their asses up. <laughs> because WWE has this thing where if a team is starting to get successful, they're like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I like those guys. Take Montez by himself and team up. Angelo with Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't come yeah, out and he's like, me and Angelo, that's my brother-in-law. He's married to my sister, you know, just <laughs> random so that they're teaming up. But no, but seriously, it's like, I feel like they're going to break them up prematurely. And you, we can, we see what happens when you don't break a, a team up prematurely in the new day, a team right. like the new day. Could you imagine if the, together, right, could yeah. you imagine if the new day had gotten broken up when they started gaining steam, they'd all floundered. Not because they're not talented, but because it's like you, you break them up when things are going right. But speaking of breaking the New Day up, um, in Australia, Xavier Woods injured his, uh, what they're saying is injured his Achilles uh, tendon. Uh, uh. From what I'm hearing, though, the rumor is it is a very bad tear. tear. And if it's a bad tear, he might be out, out for a year. year. Yeah. Ooh, that That's horrible. So you talk about breaking up the New Day. It's like they might have to just break these guys up for now. I don't know. Like, what do you do with the New Day if, if Xavier's maybe, out? Maybe they could make them like the unofficial host and just have them backstage. Because dare, dare I say, I was going to say, dare I say, like, if Kofi had gotten injured, God forbid, during his title run, they were already kind of distancing Big E and Xavier. They could have gotten away with it. But like now that Kofi, you know, I, I have a feeling if they're keeping the New Day together. Um, I feel like they'll have Kofi and and Big E kind of be a tag team. But then the bad part is our as a general perception, I think that means a lot of people will be like, well, you see what they're doing. This is what they're doing with Kofi after a title run. You know, so who knows? And maybe, there, you know, there was uh, that the segment on SmackDown where they were talking uh, with Otis backstage and Kofi's sitting there go- talking about the power of positivity and he's just crumpling up a pancake, <laughs> you know, as he's talking. It's like, was that, that was something awesome. he did or is that something that's alluding to him not being happy to be back where he was before? Right. Hopefully they can utilize it. Maybe he turns on Big E. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't want to know. I just hope they do something good with them and and you know people in chat are saying he can manage on a chair no don't don't have don't even have him on tv man achilles heel that's painful like he shouldn't even walk around backstage with that so he should be at home you know with an injury like that just saying but brandon how about yeah all right you know what i i don't want to talk about raw or smackdown too much i'm not gonna lie you know i one thing i want to touch on is uh umberto carrillo um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know. I like Umberto Carrillo, but I don't know if I was digging this debut. You know, he he comes across a little bit vanilla. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully, I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Like, was it his fault or was it? That's the what fans I mean. were being weird during the match. I think a little the bit fans of both. Were being a little weird. That, a little bit of both. He's got to get comfortable. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that Power Rangers outfit he was wearing. He looked like he was about to call. You know, oh, you like that? Megas were. Burr, 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 burr. But anyway, <laughs> um, and th- and then the last thing I want to talk about. This whole show was building for a mystery partner for the Street Profits. <laughs> yes. And the way the way we were talking, like we were like, it's got to be somebody big. But then Dude, we were throwing out every name. We were throwing out every name. We're like every, John Morrison. Yeah. 
RVD. Yeah. But we're like, like that that would make John sense because he's like, right. Like, yeah. But then I was like, remember, remember when I got again? It's like getting really disappointed at the end. Remember, I literally was like, man, it's gonna be Kevin Owens or, or Randy Orton. Yeah, he called it. I man. literally said, like, if, you know what? It's just going to be Kevin Owens or Randy Orton. It's the only person that would make sense, or only two yeah. people, because they haven't debuted on Raw yet. And yeah. then uh, I also said, you know, Randy's been rumored to be turning babyface. So it's got to be someone that can feud with Styles. So who's going to feud with Styles? Kevin right. Owens or Randy Orton? And then sure enough, Kevin Owens' music hits, and uh, it was, I was just so deflated. It was like losing wood. <laughs> 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 disappointed you were hyped for ko coming out like i was hyped okay i guess i like i was hyped for ko like i I love ko like he's yeah. he and styles uh, always had good feuds but like the build-up for a three-hour show to build up to kevin <laughs> owens like i feel like that was a miss a misstep because you have a guy who like they cooled off a little bit after the shane mcmahon feud and then, like, you're trying to build him to be, like, stone cold. You know, I thought how it was a mistake. How are you liking a stunner, man? I like the stunner you I've gave, always liked uh, him using the stunner, but, yeah. you know, don't do it in 2K20. He'll go through the ring and the other guy will <laughs> flop around like a fish. Yeah. True. This is very true. From 1 to 10, how what's your the... rating on what? On WWE 2K, 1 being the worst. <laughs> but... How about, how about the Street Profits uh, channeling their inner private party? Speaking the of private there. party, let's get to AEW Dynamite. So you're talking about when they uh, when they went to the crowd. And I said, I, I literally said, Brandon, I know Brandon's going to mention this on the podcast because it doesn't help. Brandon thinks private party and Street Profits are the same team. And it didn't help that private party when they beat the Young Bucks, they jumped into the crowd and they were all getting rowdy with them. And then uh, when the Street Profits won, they jumped into the crowd and did the same thing. And Brandon's like, man, you see, it's the same gimmick. He's like, it's the same Russo gimmick. I already told you guys. It's a bro, work, bro. Bro. Raw. AEW and AEW. Raw are in bed Fake together. They're in bed together. Uh, but AEW Dynamite, how'd you like the beginning? Because this was very different than what we get on like a yeah. Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. They jumped right into the match. Like literally, you know, yeah. they as soon as it was like started. AEW Dynamite, it's literally they the show goes on air and Justin Roberts goes, introducing first. And it's like literally like you see these guys jockeying like, let's start this match. Yeah. Um, so I loved that. It felt like. Oh my God! This show's gonna is so packed that they have to start right they now. Have to get it going, like they yeah. have to start this right now because um, there's just so much that's gonna happen. Yeah. So like that the was match the tone, was nuts. right? That that was like not even talking about the match, but the tone yeah. to me was set for the show because it was like holy crap! Like right away we're getting that. Like and then like you said, the match itself is just just absolutely amazing yeah dude everybody got their, their dude, stuff in and this and is why I was like how who's gonna follow that match and, and, and so, right yeah so i was like all right there, there's got to be like a segment or something that's gonna come in between you know before it goes on and it just went right into the match and i was like what i was like god damn it was pretty match it's heavy like it didn't episode go to commercial four. for a while either yeah they did they did go to commercial but remember they're doing the like picture in picture kind of thing yeah so um but, I mean, the Lucha Bros, I think Drew had texted me, our friend Drew, when that match was happening, and he was just like, man, the Lucha Bros just have it. 
And it's true, but don't sleep on private party because they're hanging with the Lucha Bros. Like, that's ridiculous if you really think about it. Yeah. And um, that's why, you know, dare I say, I, I like the Street Profits, you know, if we're t- comparing them, the Street Profits character better, but it does not compare to the in-ring work of private party. Private party's in-ring work is just second to none right now. They're doing so good. I mean, a lot of these stars are getting developed on AEW Dynamite. Um, yeah, their, their tag team division is deep. I mean, even right. the uh, the Dark Order and uh, like all those dudes, like they, right. I feel like they could all work well. But that's with why have you at, noticed like, level. that uh, pretty much every episode of AEW Dynamite has started with a tag team match. It's like they set the tone right away that they're different from WWE, um, which is great. I mean, the the action is nonstop. You know, it's, the TNA wishes they could have been like like this, Brandon. TNA was whoa, never whoa, had this energy. Hold on a minute. You know? What are you talking about? How about the X Division, all right? The most hyped thing ever. No. People were sleeping on X Division. They slept on it, man. Oh, hey, People look, Tiff Tiff just, just joined us, and we're talking about Private Party. Look, she heard. She heard her favorite tag <laughs> she, she heard her voice. Um, but no, but Brandon, uh, what I'm saying is like Private Party, like it was to the point where I was convinced they were going to win the match. And I mean, oh, I mean yeah. legitimately was just so thrown off by the fact that Private Party has beaten the Young Bucks that I'm like, man, they might actually beat the Lucha Bros. I can actually <laughs> see that happening. And, yeah. uh, you know, I said something on Twitter. I said something to since Tiff is in the chat. Uh, I said something about if if Private Party wins, I'm never going to question her again because she called them winning. So, you know, just saying. Uh, but e- either Should way, they have won or I mean, I it, there's a part of me that wishes they yeah. they had won. But I mean, dude, SCU, SCU being in the finals with the Lucha Bros. I mean, come on now. The yeah. the Dark Order, by the way, yeah, they're starting to they're starting to win me over. I didn't like them really before, but Did like you, you like said, the yeah, but like but like you said, they're just starting to win me over. And uh, I like that SCU. Like I don't know, like they last week they jumped into a match, and then this week they were like more prepared. Like Scorpio Sky obviously is is officially in the tournament now. I don't know. I, I like that there was a different feel. Like it was like, okay, SCU's prepared this time and has done their homework this time, and there was calm, cool, collected SCU. Whereas last week it felt like they were like, oh my god, oh my god, we got to win this match. Like we got to stay in this tournament. If that makes sense, you know what I mean. So it's right. almost like a, a, a football team that was running their plays that they had practiced. Um, but dude, like Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela, which we had seen. How on- about Joey Janela? Put not a. Five star. <laughs> Joey Janela like Classic does not get enough regular. credit for his ability to wrestle. This regular because wrestling, yeah. yeah, like we saw in AEW Dark, you know they had an uns- unsanctioned match and it was a hell of a match. It was what Joey Janela is known for as a general statement. But here we saw more of a basic match, you know, and I don't want to say basic in a derogatory sense, but you know, no weapons uh, in this yeah. match. And Joey Janela came to play. I mean, I thought Joey Janela came look came out of this match looking better uh, than he went in because now I was like, OK, like he almost didn't play up the bad boy gimmick as much. He just said, all right, I'm going to come in and wrestle. So he showed that he has more layers to the onion, if you will. And Kenny Omega's finally starting to pick up steam to me after being just sorely, sorely misused uh, at first in AEW, my opinion. Yeah. So <laughs> how about the. Uh... I like the spot as they do with the, uh, with the on the chat. Oh, they're right. saying, "Wait, Brandon knows the name of AEW guys now." 
Brandon, you've it's not watched. At Brandon, notes, you've man. not looking watched one notes. episode of AEW Dynamite <laughs> with me. I'm still waiting. Brandon promised again that he would watch AEW Dynamite with me, and then he didn't show up. No. It's probably better that I don't, so that way you're not like stressing about me falling asleep under <laughs> matches. Because, yeah, it, look, if I had watched this, like, at, you know, whatever, 11 o'clock at your spot, I would have passed out during one of these matches and completely forgot what was going on. That's true. It was, absolutely so it was true. good, yeah. It, it'll work it out. But uh, one thing, you know, one thing I will say, being just to be negative, because I, I got to be like, you know me, I got to critique everything. Uh, to be a little negative on AEW, why the fuck did Cody Rhodes have a special entrance for a simple you like that? promo? That awesome. But it was a promo. Uh, it doesn't help. I guess here's my thing. I don't have a problem with it as much as like I knew what it would happen in terms of the internet. I knew that people would be like, you see Cody Rhodes, he has to believe his own hype. Only people, only he gets video packages, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, exactly, exactly. I I can see why people would have that opinion. Because again, he's the only guy that the stage raised for, for him to come out from the bottom and then walk out for a promo. It was a promo. (laughs) I still love that, man. That was still my favorite segment I don't know. of the show. Tell me in the chat. Do you agree with me or not? I'm not being critical of Cody Rhodes. I'm being critical of how it makes him look. Because if you're just coming out to talk, like, I don't know. Could you imagine, like, okay, could you imagine Finn Balor, which we'll get to Finn Balor, trust me. But can you imagine him coming out to talk and he does his whole demon entrance and he's just throwing up pyro and stuff? Like, no. Finn Balor just walks his ass out and talks. <laughs> Like, Jesus Christ. I don't know. Who else? Who else would be ridiculous to come out to talk like that? Besides The Undertaker. The Undertaker is like the only guy that <laughs> can get away with it. Crazy like that. Yeah. The Rock does it all the time, right? But The Rock come just walks through the damn ring. He just talks yeah, but The Rock just... That's different because The Rock's making a special appearance. Like, I'm talking about right. these one-offs. Like, I'm, I'm talking about Cody Rhodes, who's a character who's on TV every week. It's like, imagine Triple H coming out with the damn throne and just sitting there and stuff and, like, doing all that crap and then going and doing a promo. Even Triple H just comes out, <laughs> walks to the ring, doesn't spit, spit in the air with his water and stuff when he has to cut a promo. Just saying. I don't know, man. I was hype. Now was that being hyped. said, the segment itself was fucking amazing. It was, uh, yeah. it was off the chain. Like when they uh yeah, so people in the in the chat are saying, you know, he looks too cocky. Exactly kind of what I'm saying is like this is supposed to be Brandon, why the hell I didn't even notice you got like huge on the on the chat here. On the video, yeah, video version. You're but anyway. Oh, taking up the whole screen. <laughs> But anyway, Brandon, uh, as we were saying, um, yeah, it's like he's supposed to be an everyman character. He's supposed to be a baby face. And yeah, it felt too big time. It felt like big league, like he was big league in us. I didn't want to shake his hand. He is big league, bro. I didn't want to shake his hand. He's the man. You know, but I'm just saying. Cody is the franchise. But that being said, like when, you know, it was funny because I thought it was the fans doing it at first. I thought there was some jackass fan when Cody went to talk that was doing the with the air horn <laughs> and i'm like man kick that fucking guy out and then it hits me that like oh my god wait the inner circles up there isn't aren't they and then sure enough they cut the camera and the inner circles the one blowing the air horn uh 
great segment. Great segment, I thought. Yeah. Um, with Cody, I just like, okay, WWE Marks might take this one too seriously when Cody was like, you know, this isn't like the other company where there's an invisible line here. I can cross this, go into the crowd if I wanted to come up there and kick your ass. And it was great because like those little digs get people on their side. I'm not against those things. I get why it works for AEW, whereas it doesn't work for Seth Rollins, you know, calling AEW the minor leagues, which Jim Ross had a problem with, by the way. Jim Ross was like, maybe if he could get as over as his girlfriend was uh, or is, then, you know, maybe he'll he'll be something one day. It's like, whoa, <laughs> JR, <laughs> JR, Jesus Christ. Um but yeah, when he broke the window to get to Jericho and yeah. they fought into the stands, ah, oh, dude, I dug it. I dug all of it. I dug all of it. Um, Jericho, yeah, how about DDP coming out? Right? Oh yeah, let's get night. let's get to that. When the Dustin Rhodes came out and then MJF, and then super random, like it felt like I know he's part of like the the Rhodes family, you know, uh, basically hit Cody Rhodes, the people who have Cody Rhodes is back, but it was super random. All of a sudden, like, yo, it's me, it's me. I'm like, holy crap! <laughs> so by the way, we have a friend. Uh, little story. We have, a friend, <laughs> we have a friend who, like, you know, we all have that one wrestler that we can't just like for no reason. Like, ev- everyone hit me in the chat. Who's your one wrestler that no matter what they do, you can't like them? Mine is Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> just to give you an example. Brandon, who's yours? Oh, man. I have to think about it. Brandon's like, uh, I like them all. On the spot. I like yeah, them all. I, I try to. I try to see the the good in all of them, but, but I'm sure there's some. Yeah, the, I'm just like, eh. But anyway, the the point is, um, it was pretty damn funny because he just does not like DDP for whatever reason. But the funny part is, he does DDP yoga, and so I said, you you're a hypocrite. Like you literally do DDP yoga. Like how can you say that you don't like DDP? And he goes, well, in my head. I separate the the DDP, <laughs> the wrestler that I hated in WCW from DDP, the man or, or DDP, the yoga instructor, I should say. And I was like, you can't do that. That is not a thing you can do. They are the same person. He's like, no, they're not the same person. They're separate in my eyes. I'm like, all right, whatever. So literally when he came out. And uh, so, yeah, we have people in the chat saying, I hate The Miz. Holy crap. Brandon, that is Wrestle Marver for 333, your biggest (laughs) fan. This all makes sense. He hates your favorite wrestler. Of course he's going to hate you because your personalities are the exact opposite. What do you think about Charlotte, Brandon? I like Charlotte. See, he's saying he hates Charlotte. He hates Charlotte, too? So this all makes sense. But back to my point. His world was, my friend, his world was rocked because when DDP came out, his Titantron was DDP Yoga. So there was no way to separate the person from the yoga instructor. And I texted him immediately on a chat that me and Brandon are, are in together. And it was just saying, well, what are you going to do now? So now apparently he's not going to do any more DDP Yoga. His world is ruined. <laughs> so if Dolph Ziggler, if you come out with a workout plan, uh, uh, I'm not going to do it, okay? Brandon, I've gone ahead and wait, ordered wait, does, sushi. Does Russell... Does Russell Bauer for like Dolph Ziggler? Dolph yeah, Ziggler. Yeah. Do you like Dolph Ziggler? Funny. Do you like Dolph Ziggler? But anyway, um, so AEW Dynamite. Uh, yeah, that that was like a really good segment. But then uh, we got the Young Bucks versus the Best Friends, and holy crap again! 
What like yeah? What a match! This is like this felt like a just a pay per view. This right. whole show. This is the, what a pay per view should feel like, actually, because sometimes the pay per views drag, and here was a match that was just absolutely amazing, and Trent. I mean, you got you remember you got to remember he was in WWE with Kalen Croft, and they were the uh, the Dude Busters, and uh, he didn't he was a young guy didn't get his fair share, and now he's just killing it in AEW, man. That's what AEW is all about, man. Uh, but here, what what do you feel about Doctor Britt Baker versus uh, Jamie Hader? Oh, dude, yeah, I was gonna say this is one of my uh, favorite parts of the show. Uh, yeah. Jamie Hader. Definitely Jamie Hader. She stood out, Jamie right? Jamie Hader, she stood out. I don't think she's, she's signed, by the way. She's like just... Oh, that's unfortunate. She's just there. They but, need to sign her. If, but if yeah, that's not, what I was going to say. She if she's not her, signed, yeah. please sign her because uh, she has it. She yeah. definitely has it. And, and that great spot during the commercial break where she does the wet willy. Yeah. <laughs> it, awesome, man. To me, this goes back to my point about Dr. Britt Baker needing more seasoning. Yeah. To me, Jamie Hader looked better than the hometown girl, Brit, Dr. Britt Baker, which was kind of ridiculous. I felt like the crowd was more behind Jamie Hader. But, yeah, it was good. I mean, I think Hader helped a lot, and it made That's, Britt I, look, I do agree. look that much better. Yeah, I do agree with that. I do agree yeah. with that. Um, and it was cool, the all the Pittsburgh love, yeah, the little hometown thing. That, that was cool. Okay. So now let's get to the meat and potatoes of it. Pack versus John <laughs> Moxley. What did you think about that one, Brandon? LNSL 2.0. I had to watch a goddamn draw. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I knew you'd say that. I knew you'd say that, too. That's the that's the funny part. <laughs> no, uh, dude, uh, Pack looks freaking great. Man. Just that nuts. Guy he's, he's, there's a guy WWE wasted. Just yeah. wasted. And he's main eventing AEW Dynamite. But to your point, and I wanted to, to make this point, you know, I knew a lot of people were trolling and saying like, oh, it, it was a Hell in a Cell ending all over again. But I said, WWE, this is how you do a DQ or not a DQ, but a no contest, I should say. This is how you do know. it. Yeah. Because it's the precedent to- was set. AEW Dynamite was so good because if you realize I watched it back. So I, it was so good that I watched this episode back. But if you realize there, JR was saying something about here in AEW, we have time limits. He alluded to this happening earlier in the show. I think it was during a uh, young bucks versus uh, versus best friends. He said, here we have, um, you know, time limits, just like a real sport where you have to, you have to get your shit in basically, you know, before the time is up. So he alluded to this happening. And I loved Justin Roberts during the match going, you know, five minutes remaining, four minutes remaining, three minutes, you know, and and saying, you know, this matches as long as, you know, we have time on TV. This was being this, this was being built. And I remembered again, this was the main event during raw. When the main event happens, I'm already ready to turn it off. Like, OK, this is enough. This was happening, and I was like, oh, my God, like, come on, please, come on, get the pinfall, get the pinfall, the time limit's about to expire, time limit's about to expire, like, I'm literally doing that in my head as I'm watching, so it's like, I can't get enough of this match. So, of course, you know, Moxley goes, he he almost gets a three count with five seconds left, and then all of a sudden he has to stop because the match is over, and yes, everyone's booing, but the difference 
The booing was because they wanted to see the finish of the match, not because they disagreed with the no contest. Does that make sense? This was more of like, ah, I want to see the rest of this match. It's a good match. Not a like, what the fuck is this bullshit? You ended the match in a hell in a cell? Huge difference. (laughs) Huge difference. So yeah, we got we have comments on the chat saying yeah. I'll be the I'll be the bad guy and that I don't like time limits. I disagree. I used to always love that in WCW. I thought this was a very good utilization of it because we literally have a match that had no winner. So John Moxley didn't get um, pushed there. Pack didn't get pushed. They both just got brought up together. Now we still want to see another match between them. This time limit thing is going to keep feuds in AEW fresh, in my opinion. Because we don't need Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins for a year. Why not? That's five-star classic written all over it. Of course you would like that. Of course you would like that. But anyway, I was like... Burn it down. The whole point of AEW Dynamite, I was like, there was no way NXT could have topped that. I watched AEW Dynamite live, and then I watched NXT, and holy crap. NXT... Let's talk about they NXT. Did they top it? I, feel, I didn't get to see it. I, so I, you're going to have to yeah. spit them out. Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley. Like, Rhea Ripley, for as young as she is, is a star. Like, she can, she's a ring general. And give credit to Bianca Belair for running with her. But, but for all intents and purposes, these are two new stars. And they're having an amazing, amazing match. It's like, at first, you see them on paper. You're like, Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley. You know, obviously they've been they've been talking about feuding with uh, Shayna Baszler, but still, it's like on paper you're like, oh, those two shouldn't match up, and yet they gelled well together, which was amazing. Um, I will, yeah, I will. I will say my one regret for not tuning in to NXT is I do like NXT's women division. Like they got you know, solid, top notch. Yeah, absolutely solid. Um, the next match being Matt Riddle versus Cameron Grimes. Like again, just like. Oh man, Cameron Grimes. I knew he was a star in TNA, but I mean, like he's he's doing a lot better in NXT and Matt Riddle uh, using like the jackhammer and stuff like that. I mean, whew. Matt Riddle, like everybody in NXT feels like big time. I don't care what Kenny Omega says, you know, <laughs> they feel like future stars, uh, which is awesome. That's uh... and then um, one thing I want to point out, you know, we had uh, the, the fashion police versus the Forgotten Sons, but. Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott joining the fashion police Swerve came out of that match looking a lot better to the WWE universe he had a new song he had dancing it was like it was about him it wasn't about the fashion police they kind of just let him take the spotlight and yeah I mean the match itself maybe not so much but it felt like the fashion police and Isaiah uh, Scott came out of that looking better the forgotten sons I'm not sold I'm not sold on literally a gimmick being that people forgot about you. And we're like, I feel like if you're supposed to be the forgotten sons, you're supposed to be more focused on letting people know. Like, like, okay, if the revival called themselves the forgotten sons, I'd buy that gimmick because they're basically like you forgot, you know, what they were the best. What? Yeah, we are the best. You forgot what real tag team wrestling looks like. Let's show you. Whereas the forgotten sons, um, themselves just look like okay here's Riker who stands out like a sore thumb and then two other guys and that's a shame because um, Cutler 
I've seen him at live events. He he has an aura about him. He has star-like qualities. You don't see it uh, on NXT TV. But speaking of star quality, Angel Garza. Holy crap, Angel Garza. Dude, he's going to surpass Alberto Del Rio. He's going to be up there with Eddie Guerrero. It's like he's got talent. That kid's got talent. But will he surpass Humberto? He's already surpassed Roberto. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, you had Leo Rush in commentary for this one. I mean, uh, Angel Garza, dude, Angel Garza versus Leo Rush is going to be the best fucking match. Uh, because they both are like that cocky kind of, they have that cocky charisma too. So with Leo Rush in the babyface role and Angel Garza in that in that cocky heel role, I think that's going to be good. Um, so again, I'm not talking about the match. I, I don't know. Jack Gallagher, to me, I feel like has has fell off. And I feel like he's maybe not inspired. It's not a knock at Jack Gallagher, but like here's the guy who was the standout, in my opinion, of the Cruiserweight division um, when they had the Cruiserweight Classic and not so much anymore. But um, the women's tag match? Oh, man, I'm excited to see Team Kick versus uh, the Kabuki Warriors. I think that's going to be a hell of a match. That is going to be a hell of a match. So I'm not going to touch on this match right now because I think we're going to talk in detail when that match happens, in detail about it. Uh, but I'm loving Asuka and Kairi Sane as heels. I didn't know Kairi Sane could pull off a heel as good as she is. I knew Asuka could, but Kairi Sane is actually really, really good at feeding into what Asuka's doing. Now, notice I rushed through all of it because I wanted to talk about the main event Roderick Strong versus Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic. It's the first time I've gotten his name right on the first try. <laughs> but, dude, match of the night. To the point where I was like, oh, my God. This NXT show topped AEW Dynamite. And I thought that I literally, literally was like, there's no way they can top Dynamite. And that match alone was worth the price of admission. I really pissed off I didn't go to this NXT because it was, dude, just all the things like with Dominic Dijakovic flipping off the top rope and Keith Lee catching him like nothing, like nothing, just stood there and and caught him. And then Roderick Strong coming out and was it, did he dive or do a drop kick or something? And, And Dijakovic, just those spots were crazy, crazy. They had such good chemistry, all three of them together. And then if that wasn't good enough, it would have been just as good to end on that. But with the Undisputed Era coming in, and then you got Tommaso Ciampa coming in on one side, and then you got Johnny Gargano coming in, and they basically reunite DIY. And it was like, already it was like, cool. But you got people chanting, Balor, Balor, Balor. Sure enough, Finn Balor comes out, and they line up, and they're ready. They're all going to charge at each other. Who the fuck saw it coming? Who saw that Pele kick coming? It was a thing of beauty. It was a thing of beauty when he hit that Pele kicked. Finn Balor, when he turned heel and hit that Pele kick on Johnny Gargano, laid him out. I was legitimately in shock. Legitimately in shock. And I was like, did this guy join the Undisputed Era? And let's talk about that because I want to touch on this. A lot of people are saying it on Twitter. Finn Balor joins the Undisputed Era. That's what they're saying. Wrong. Wrong. You gotta watch that footage back. 
he did not join the Undisputed Era. In, in fact, the way it happened was once he took out Gargano, again, just a little little subtleties, Ciampa turned as if to say, what the hell just happened? And then when he turned, before he even had time to react, the Undisputed Era jumps on him. Now, when Balor went up the ramp, he did this motion. Obviously, he can't do the full motion. Right. We all knew what this meant. We all knew what, what, what he was doing when he did the finger point. He was alluding the to the Bullet Club. Bullet Club. No. The now now listen to me here. Adam Cole yeah. was in the Bullet Club. Now, mm. they weren't in at the same time, but he was in the Bullet Club. All Balor did was acknowledge, we come from the same background. All he did was give respect to Adam Cole and acknowledge that there's a connection between them. But he very much did a separation from the Undisputed Era. Because if he was a part of the Undisputed Era, he'd have grabbed a band and he'd put it on and he'd have posed with them to end the show. But WWE, or NXT for this matter, did this so smart. They had Balor back up the ramp, acknowledge acknowledge the Bullet Club, and then keep it moving. So you know, even though he turned heel, he did not join the Undisputed Era. Will he maybe do some four-man matches with them? Perhaps. Or four-man, five-man, I should say. Perhaps. But he is not a part of the Undisputed Era. Mark my words. But that was that was the shock of the year. I did not see that coming. Either. Did not see that coming. So do you think there's... Uh, it, it looks like, you know, with a guy like Balor, who sort of, you know, he went to the main roster. Brandon, what Brandon, Brandon, what you think? What you think about yeah. Finn Balor? <laughs> what do you think about Finn Balor? <laughs> Finn Balor says Balor Club is right, for everyone. Right, so everyone's, yeah, everyone's uh, talking about this. War games. Yeah. War games, we can see Finn Balor and the Undisputed Era align. Very, very, very strong possibility. But you were saying, Brandon, uh, Finn Balor going from the yeah, main roster to NXT. He, yeah, from the main roster NXT is sort of, you know, looks like he's going to have better storylines than anything that would have come up for him to do on the main roster. Do you think there's some other people on the main roster that they need to just Cesaro. Be sent back? <laughs> they have something better. <laughs> Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn too? Wow. Okay. He doesn't need to jump around like a fucking hyena around <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura could be his own thing. Right. Shinsuke Nakamura doesn't need Sammy to do promos for him. Shinsuke Nakamura, as you know, maybe his English is not a hundred percent, but the his delivery, good. He can t- his yeah. delivery of things is amazing. But Vince is probably sitting there in the office going, "Damn it, I don't understand a word he's saying." <laughs> put a uh, put a uh, some a white Canadian dude with him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't under. Is he speaking English? It's like, come on, Vince. Like I thought, is- Shinsuke's promos when he was doing like the tongue in cheek, no speak yeah. English, and walking yeah. away like, like winking. I thought that shit was great. Like, just keep that up. Um, my opinion. I mean, the hell with it, man. But oh well, oh well. People, yeah. so Al- maybe people Cesaro, are saying Alistair Black. Alistair Black Alistair needs Black. to go to NXT. No. Yeah. Alistair Black needs to stay on the main roster. I think he could, he has potential like a like a um, ricoch- ricochet. Uh, people are saying the Kabuki Warriors. No, Kabuki Warriors should stay on the main roster. They because they have the tag titles, so they're able to go whatever show they want. 
That's the only title that's allowed to do that right now. So why not have the Kabuki Warriors in a situation where they can just go on any show that you need them on? Um, Apollo Creed, maybe? Apollo Crews definitely definitely should be one that goes to back to NXT. But Apollo Crews is a weird one for the simple reason that I don't think he ever fit the mold of NXT. I think he was always meant to be a main roster guy, but then he got to the main roster and they didn't do anything with him. So now he's like stuck in limbo, you know, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you can, you can, I guess you could put him back in NXT and, and see what he does. I mean, he never got an NXT title run. Um, so there's a couple guys. I mean, there's a couple guys you could do it with. Uh, in the women's division, you can definitely put Dana Brooke back in NXT. She was way better in NXT when she was like, playtime is over and she was like tapping people on their head. You know, she didn't really do as much of that in the main roster. She was made to look like a joke, whereas on NXT, she was cocky, you know. So there, there's someone that could do it. But but Brandon, in wrapping up our episode, uh, any final thoughts? So, yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Well, oh, 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 okay. Hold on. <laughs> That's right. Don't sleep. <laughs> Okay, I had the graphic ready. I knew where I was going. <laughs> Brandon, Don't sleep. I, I always know where you're going. <laughs> Don't sleep on Humberto Herrera, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. He's got the Power Ranger outfit. This guy, this is going to be a game changer, right? You heard it here first on the Kitty for Your Thoughts podcast. Don't sleep on Humberto. So, so you think... That's all I got. So, so you think Umberto Carrillo is a future star? I like Umberto. I, mean, I do. Look, they put him in a mess with Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is the man. People, right people now. are requesting for you to talk about Billy Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 yeah, if no one's keeping count, Brandon does not know the name of half the roster. He says Io Shiri, uh, Billy Murphy, Apollo Creed. Uh, that one you heard. Who else, Brandon? Oh, we had a new one from last week where he said, uh, <laughs> Diana Pizarro. <laughs> Pizarro. Yeah, he, literally, Pizarro. Literally, he said, to the main he said, who is Pizarro? Who is Pizarro? Yeah. Is what he said. And I was like, who, what are you talking about? So, Brandon, we'll have that shirt pretty soon. I think we're just going to. Yeah. But it's like every time I go to make the shirt, it's like you add a new name to the list and you just mispronounce somebody else. The cone of ignorance, if you will. There's a lot of That's names. That's what we should call the shirt, the cone of ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> just Brandon like. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, let's get let's get Diana Pizarro on the main <laughs> roster if we can. What's she doing right now? You don't even she know who right? she is. Is she still in NXT? She is in NXT. All right. I don't think she's actually was she been on the on, show. Was no, I was gonna say show? I don't think she's been on any of the USA show, shows yet. This is why they're losing in the ratings. That's, you know, AEW. you know, one thing I did want to talk about, I know we're going a little bit long, so let me just get this in quick. Uh, you know, one thing I've been watching a lot, which I didn't expect to, is uh, NWA Power. So mm. NWA Power, if you're not uh, watching it, it is on YouTube. You can just watch it directly on YouTube every Tuesday. Um, Eli Drake's on there. You got uh, Nick Aldis, um, the, the NWA champion. You got Mr. Anderson. Uh, James Storm. So you got some big stars. Tim Tim Storm's on there. Uh, Camille. Uh, Marty Bell was on there. Anyway, the the point is, uh, Damien, the, the former Damian Sandow, Aaron Stevens was on there. He had a hell of a promo. NWA Power might be the best show 
of the week in in the sense of it's just i don't know it's so it has such a different feel it's an old school studio show brandon as soon as we go off air please go watch it a little Check bit of out. nwa power i'm oh, telling NWA. you you'll like it i'll pull it up um, beyond the tubes so actually and also let's end the episode on I want this to see eli drake yeah eli drake um Something to talk about, Brandon. I don't know even know if I've told you this. Uh, so I was on the, you know, obviously I'm uh, do some work for Knockout Wrestling. Um, so they decided they were talking about not uh, using uh, a ring announcer, and they're like, so we've decided, blah 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 blah. And I'm listening to them talk, you know, just yeah. in pat. I'm just listening because you know I, I feel like I don't have, I don't need to input, give my input. And all of a sudden they go, yeah. So we figure uh, Kenny will be doing the ring announcing at the next show. Oh, and I was shit. like, Look at that. I literally, that I literally stop, and I'm just like, what? What was that? And they're like, yeah, we figure you like you'll be the MC of the show, like you could do that, man. Like, yes, like dude, that was a, uh, that was humbling, man. If they they think that I can like be the MC, like the way they were saying it was like you know you're gonna keep the pace, um, of the show proper. Uh, so that was an honor, man. Like I know maybe in, on the call if if anyone from knockouts listening right now on the call i might have just been like all right cool but that's because i almost it almost didn't register like what was being asked of me now that i've had time to process it it's just i'm like oh that's a big responsibility and and come out to that show it's on uh uh november 19th november 19th it is uh knockout or sorry november 16th uh it is a night of extreme two gangrel is gonna be there so like the thought right uh, process right now of the fact that gangrel I'm going to be ring announcing for Gangrel. If you had told nine-year-old Kenny, watching the attitude, <laughs> WWF Attitude era, hey, one day you're going to ring announce Gangrel, I'd have been like, are you insane? Coming down the aisle from the mouth of hell, Gangrel! That's not Damn, he's that's, already ready. That's bro. Not gonna, you, you've I've, been practicing. The all jokes aside, I've that. legitimately been like, "How am I? How am I gonna do it? Like, how am I gonna like announce? Like, am I coming down the aisle, or am I gonna be like coming down the aisle, weighing it? Like, you know, what voice am I gonna do? So, I've been trying to listen to some Justin Roberts, but truthfully, I think yes. I'm do I'm channeling some Mr. Kennedy there. This next contest, weighing in, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Uh, Dang, this, that's, that was, awesome. that's really nice of you to say on the chat like that I have to train yeah that's that's cool do it with your daughter <laughs> yes me and my daughter are going to train together to be a tag team in professional wrestling the first the first father daughter tag team Tully Blanchard and Tessa Blanchard then do it but damn it I'm going to do it yeah daddy daughter connection DDC <laughs> <laughs> a hell of a tag team name but seriously like uh you know the can't can't spoil anything from the show obviously but like just the fact that like i'm I'm ring announcing like just imagine ring announcing gangrel and stuff uh it's gonna be pretty cool definitely gonna post some footage from it um i'm already like just getting like weirded out like i'm gonna be standing in the ring announcing these people that's so weird uh and they also we we do you know if you'll get to announce uh is he uh i don't know i don't i don't know i don't know yeah i might know something but i might not be telling you um Uh so they also the speaking and the reason i i remembered this is they kind of want me to do like some interviews uh with talent the way they do it on nwa power 
where you know you just talk to them right after the match. So that might be damn cool, man. Can you imagine like? You know, speaking to Izzy, like you just Izzy, you know, you just you just had a hell of a match, you know. What are your thoughts on Brandon? Well Brandon sucks. Brandon sucks. Yeah, you know, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Which is true. I mean I, I agree with every word. Like when she says it, I'm just like you know, just gonna <laughs> nod frantically. But like just man, it's cool. It's cool to think like I'm going to be part of a wrestling show. Like, I know we were announcing already doing, like, the uh, the commentating. But, like, this is different. This feels like we're a part of the show. We're not. There's not, like, a separation of church and state in this one. Like, I'm part of the talent now. So, it's cool. Pretty damn cool. Hopefully, nobody, like, hits me or anything, you know. But anyway, guys, just wanted to remind you before we go off air. To go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Kenny Podcast, uh, on Instagram at a Kenny for Your Thoughts Podcast, on Facebook at a Kenny for Your Thoughts Podcast. Please help us get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube. We're so close. We just need like 80 more. Please go on youtube.com slash Kenny for Your Thoughts. Subscribe to the show. If you're watching on Twitch right now, if you're watching on Twitter, go to YouTube and subscribe. This video will be uploaded shortly. Go ahead and give this video a thumbs up. Now, if you don't like video versions because you're driving to Timbuktu, you're driving as far as you possibly can away from Brandon and his tacky (laughs) dress shirt, (laughs) and you want to listen to the audio version, listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and more. Now, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating and review. Just say something in the comments like, Kenny's awesome, but I don't know about that Brandon guy. Alright, just, yeah. just do it for us. But guys, thank you for listening to episode 53 of the Kenny Free Thoughts podcast. Uh, the podcast where I didn't know if Brandon would show up or not. I thought he was dead. I literally thought <laughs> we might have to go find your body, Brandon. Phone died. Died Dude, when your phone wasn't picking up, I'm like, oh my god, he didn't. He doesn't remember that we're filming a podcast today. <laughs> Damn it, man. I just kept freaking out. No, it literally kick the button <laughs> yes love it <laughs> which so yeah that Brandon's now for the first time seeing the uh, the cover for the episode and a lot of people didn't a lot of people commented Kyle commented uh, with stupid sexy Flanders so that is a Simpsons joke yes I am a huge Simpsons fan but anyway guys thanks for listening to episode 53 have a good night <laughs> <laughs>